Evening, folks. Welcome along to the next edition of the LWB Club Football Pod in association with Recovery Hope and Carlo, Precision Media Productions, Milano's Takeaway, Bindness Town, Seamus Bourne Electrical, and Hearns of Floodlights. That's your go to. Uh, Carpenters Bar Lounge and Restaurant, Railway Limited, The Barber's Barbershop, Fine Framers, JJ Services, and Scats Bouncing Castles. Uh, we didn't go with the Monday night, nine o'clock route. Uh, availability and just in general timeliness, I suppose, uh, we felt maybe we'd give it a blast of a Sunday evening at uh, a 6.30ish. There's no Sunday game we're at anymore, obviously, with the timeline of events of the inter-county season this year. So, blank canvas. Why not Why not go for it? Um, so, we're going to go back through the uh, senior football semi-finals, intermediate semi-finals, the junior A semi-finals, and I'd say... Getting near the tail end of this show, we'll know who's going to be in the Junior B final as well. So one's already true, but um, as we go live here, the other semi-final is taking place. So we'll see how that one pans out. Um, yeah, okay, we'll kick it off. So I'm going to bring in Stephen Barr with John Nolan and Brian O'Donoghue. Evening, gents. How are you? Good, <clears throat> Brian, tender? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see, uh, sick as a plane going to Lourdes. Um, I, like, I, I, I never going to say it during the during the champ, during the championship, but like, I was never as convinced this was our time to put back to back titles together for the first time since ninety one, um, and you, you can't say that during the championship to sound like cocky, and it wasn't the cockiness; it was just looking at where things were standard wise, and uh, just thought we had the, the the, I still think we had the ability to do it, and and um, just for whatever reason. Couldn't get going, and even when we got the second goal yesterday, uh, you thought maybe there was there was a sting left in the tail. But um, credit to Pat, better team on the night. Uh, the three scores after half time, uh, particularly Shane O'Neill. Um, although didn't uh, his his uh celebrating the front of the referee supporters uh, after the game didn't go down too well with me. I am looking forward to seeing him. Uh, but uh, no, it, um, they were they were the better teams. Like kick some great scores, and we never looked like kicking those scores last night, and I don't know why. Um, and then very unlucky to free at the end. It was an awkward one for a right footer. And um, um, other than that, you just um, reduced the cliches and should have, would have, could have, you know? Yeah. Um, Jens, I know you were all there last night. I, I couldn't get there. I know from listening to uh, Brenda Hennessy and Willie Quillen on, on Casey Lawyer that a large, I suppose, section of people thought Gary's attempt actually went over. Now, I don't know whether that was just the angle where he took it from or what the crack was. But there was no disputing it afterwards. It was just wherever the line shared the supporters were viewing from, I suppose, was it? Yeah, I think Rafferty supporters, we all probably assumed he was going to get it. And we were cheering um, as soon as he kicked it. And ch- chatting to some of the subs last night and they were saying that uh, they were watching Dempsey and uh, they could tell from his reaction that it hadn't gone over. And yeah. took the umpire a few seconds, stepped forward and he waved away and we were all just... Mm. it was It's the hope that kills you, isn't it? Yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, Joe, Steve, I'm going to bring you in on this and we'll come to the rest of the action as well, but we've started with uh, Raffili and Palin, so we might as well stay on it, I suppose. Um, I think when when you lose a player of Brian Murphy's calibre anyway, it's it's a monumental moment in, in any game, but then you're also losing an ace free taker from the right-hand side. Um, is it unfair to suggest that that is a big, big factor in this one, lads, or... What angle do you come at it from? Do we do we have to obviously we have to give Pal an awful lot of credit? There was a, a rat a tat three in a row segment of points just after half time as well, I suppose, Joe. Yeah, a couple of key a couple of key bursts. Um 
I'd probably nearly go, you know, I don't, it's not one of the highlights of the game, but probably the, when uh, Pal were going to be reduced to 14 players for a black card and Ed Finnegan got sent off, you know, you had a 14 yard free to, and been up a player to being equal on players and, uh, you know, knowing in 10 minutes time, Pal were, Pal were coming back to full complement was probably a big swing as well. Um, I, I do agree what Brian said there, like, you know, Pal, Pal fought hard, or sorry, Brad Philly fought very hard. Um, I know you could, like Brian Murphy, he showed it in the first couple of balls. He was on form. He took his goal really, really well. Um, got a couple of dunts. Uh, in fairness, very brave going in with Craig Carney for one. And Craig came and, and took ball and all. And then he got swallowed up by a, another group of, of uh, PAL defenders. And looked like he picked up just, not, you know, run of the game, knocked it ahead and, and had to be taken off for the precaution. But he was a big loss to me. I, I thought he was a great file in there. He looked like... You know, he was causing trouble in there, any ball that did go in. Um, and again, it, it gave Ratfilly an option to go a little bit long and more direct because, he, you know, he looked like he had the strength over Stephen Riley there on the edge of the square. Um, so he was, he, he was a big loss, but I suppose, you know, there's kind of, they're the three, the three key moments for me were probably were probably him going off. Uh, Pals, obviously, they got three points in, I think, the first minute and a half of the, of the second half. Steve, you probably have it there. Uh, to put them up, I think two points up, and um, you know that sending off was was a key moment. And um, you're down to 14 players. I, I suppose, you know, I think then that 10 minute spell, you know, it's hard to know. I suppose it's different mindsets, and you're not down there. But I thought Radfilly sat back a little bit. Maybe had they pushed on another little bit, maybe you know, knowing that right. Well, look, Pal are going to be coming fresh. They're going to have a, Jack Brendan has come back in after 10 minutes. We need to get something out of this 10-minute spell. You know, I know we're on par in terms of players, in terms of 14 v 14, but maybe we need to push for 10 minutes and see see where it gets us. And I think Pal kind of held them, you know, they probably didn't get as much as they could have had out of that 10-minute spell. Now, I know they got the goal um, later on, but uh, I just thought that 10-minute spell, you know, they, they could have maybe tried to open up something a little bit more. But um, it was an intriguing game, even though it was low scoring enough. It, it was an intriguing game. There was a lot of good football played in it, um, and at, at fairly high quality pace too. So, um, but probably just about Pal deserved maybe on the night to edge it out. Hmm. The increase of pace um, in the second half seemed to be a big factor, Stevie, and the actual quality of scores that Pal kicked. Yeah, like the three points after half time to bring McMahon, Jamie Kenny, and, and Shane O'Neill. You know, I, I don't know what order because they literally there was two in the first minute of. Uh, uh, of, of the second half and th that's three players coming over half time then with their heads you know they're they're a bit of a bounce in their step uh they had scored some play i think over the hour um you know the, the probably rafili had 10 i think about nine or ten wides paladine three um you know they were i took again like last week the goal ignited rafili last week uh the second goal ignited him a bit last night after the sending off like brandon kelly again like jesus christ Phenomenal effort from a, a lad that you know you'd be fearing for his safety. Even the tackle <clears throat> when he was brought down by um, Jack O'Brien for the for the Jack Brennan for the the black Seven card minutes. red card incident. He actually bounced up with the ball in his hand, and I tell you, there's not too many lads I know, and I've seen Johnny Nevin, Willie Quinlan, lads like that that are fair. They're, they're small men and quite hardy lads. He actually held on to the ball in the tackle, and and, and, and you know. Um, Brian Smith ended up being taken off. Brian Murphy was gone. You know, you're, you're, 
these are things and like with the free, like Gary Dempsey comes on and scored four points again, like two points from play, two from frees. Yeah. Like this man we talked about him last week. Like the free, okay, if Brian Murphy's on, kind of really missed one from a similar position earlier on. So uh you know, these are things, you know, when we heard the roar from the stand, they thought Graffili Crowder at the back of the stand that was over. Uh, fine margin semi-finals are like the first half was one one to three points, not great. No, I've been understepping, but they, the the second half just ignited with the three points. The boys got to start the second half, but the pace to the trans, the transition as you said from back to front when Pal get going is is scary. If if it's if it's let let loose and and they've done it a couple of times there and got scores. Connor Crowley only got two points. I think he's going to have a serious hand in this county final next week. If 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 he can be, I know what Ireland's we talked to Ireland game later. Uh, um, if he's able to be um, alienated into a position where he might get one chance in the game to get a goal, he picked up a couple of balls off the ground there last night. Low low trajectory on him, got him up and was gone with him. Uh, now there might be only passes off to someone else. They don't look like a lot, but he, this lad looks like he's ready to to. To fire a big a, a, a big performance next week. Um, despite the scores again, eight scores to I think maybe just looking at Brandon Kelly got a goal, Brian Smith got a mark, Brian Murphy got a goal in the first minute. Gary Dempsey already got the rest of them. You know, that's the the you're looking at the scores in the second half, second match there today. You know, was ten points is going to be a long way of winning this championship. There's no goals in it with the with the way Tin Rylander playing, and uh, well, just. The, the speed if Pal can be if Pal can stay as I say stay and not dragged into the Tin Island game I know we're, we're just talking about the game last night like Brendan Murphy was very good only got one shot off maybe it's end the whole game he gave one pass there in the, was it in the start of the second half another draw you copped it he was actually in mid-air and he kicked off a ball he got tackled at the same time he got it I don't know who it was and like, I know these are things that you They'll miss it in, in in the final next week. They're 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 the one who put the semi final. You have no. You win, you win. You lose, you're gone. You're gone, and your interest in it has probably gone too. If that was to be reality, but uh, just looking at Conor Dyle probably didn't get forward as much as I thought he he did need to be for Rafferty to have a bit more of a threat going forward. But then again, you're looking at the, the way Pal attack. You have to have that that defense covered as well. So. And looking at the size wise of the pal forwards as well, like Jamie Kenny, Josh Wiegan, they're no bigger than Brandon Kelly. And it's great to see these players, I mean, being able to play on a in a system where they're you know, they're allowed to play football and mm. uh they can mix it up with the other things like Jason Kent chipped in with a point, wouldn't be renowned for getting the scores, he'll do a lot of work on Jacko Brent Jack Brennan was back and keeps saying Jacko because his father was Mikko. Yeah. Um It'll do. But, It'll yeah. do. We'll christen, we'll christen it here, yeah. 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 So um, Connor Doherty came back on, so they're 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 two subs. They're ready to go in next week. Um, you know, probably the last couple of weeks, Rafael probably started lads on form. Eric Malloy probably as well. So that trip was gone off the bench, I suppose. I said it last week. It got orderline last week. Probably weakened the bench a little bit this week. Ordering Gary Dempsey getting four points, of course. Alan Kelly came on, got a few minutes. Sending off, of course, a vital vital thing. Like you know, and, uh, big big swing. And, Craig, uh, Craig Kearney save as well I suppose lads we better give him credit for it yeah and it did, did that him in the face Brandon Kelly took a shot and I don't know yeah. 
he, he stood he, up very big for it anyway. He, yeah. he did take a shot. And got, I think he even got another deflection and it came up onto Craig, but it went out for a 45. Spun off. It was a matter of strikes between wise and it says, oh, it's a great save. It's an instinct save. Yeah. And, it, it's, uh, and that goal down there, that, that goal, we've said it, we were doing the four games this weekend. We are in it to four. That goal just was the weirdest things going on. And it's seen the second game again there today. Just... There was balls hitting posts. I never hit. I never seen a ball hitting the post as often as in the four games this weekend. Mm. And uh, the only one that came back, I said, it was a score got off. It was probably the goal that Ben got. But just there was balls hitting off posts with more lot of balls dropped into goalies' hands. Semi-finals, they're high pressure situations. Those lads on characteristically dropping shots short today, yesterday, and you know semi-finals are for winning, no matter how um, how uh, in, in glorious they might be, and uh, you know. Paller in the final now and a derby. Yeah, right. want to come in? Uh, yeah, I remember um, when I when I started refereeing, um, Salt, uh, Patrick Murphy started together, and we used to um, we got onto the Leinster panel, and we were, used to be we used to travel together to referee intercounty blitzes. You know, you could have four teams invited down. I up in Dunlavin one day, and we uh, ref the games. And on the way home, we were just chatting about all things football. And I said to him, "If you could give any player." one particular ingredient uh, like with speed or skill or what if you could give them one thing what would it be and he didn't his answer was, that he came back with wasn't any of the options i gave him he said the one thing he'd give them was hunger and hunger is it's an unbelievable sauce and it's an unbelievable ingredient to have and it would it looked to me last night that um pal were starving and they really want like um while our lads I'm not saying for one second that they weren't absolutely uh, like they died in their boots, particularly Brendan. Like he was an absolute colossus. I don't know how many times Robbie just picked him out from from kickouts, and he rose above three or four pallets to, to win balls. Um, and, you know, died in their boots. But the, the hunger pal showed was, you know, sickening to, to be honest. But uh, it, that's what kind of got them over the line. And it's, it was a particularly hard loss for Philly because uh, I won't name names, but. You're probably looking. It could well have been, and the last time we'll see four or five of those lads playing senior football. So it, there's a a, a feeling, uh, and to me anyway, that um, there might be a bit of a change of the guard on, or a bit of a um, an era passing, and that makes it particularly hard uh, mm. to take. You know, might be one more year in them. Uh, it's it's mad. You're talking about you know the thing. The thing is speed. Speed always kills when it comes to game situations. But uh, I'm going to contradict myself a little bit now because. Uh, during the time involved with, with Clash this year, we were picking a team one night, and um, one of the selectors turned around and said, "You may go with this lad. He'd run all day." And I was particularly wound up at the time, and I said, "Was your fucking Forrest Gump could run all day as well?" But he's not going to put the ball over the bar. Right? <laughs> 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 and I'm not going to name any names whatsoever. But yeah, but bringing it back to it, speed, 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 speed. Uh, I think it is a a crucial ingredient. But hunger, yeah, I agree with you. Um, Okay, we've gone through our semi-final, and sorry, uh, for anyone that's listening, I have to make the facial expression. It was horrendous. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Do Tan Ryland care? Nope. Two, five to six points, they won the game. We have some statistics. Now, Stevie, I know you've brought down a couple of things as well. I didn't write down that in the first half, but I know, I think it was possibly seven minutes went before... A shot, a real proper shot on goal came in. I think Jimmer Walsh hit the post. Um, I think the first way was maybe in the 11th minute. And at half time, it was one of the surrenders three points. Tin Ireland, no score. And that's, it was grim. You could hear a pin drop in Netwatch Cullen Park 
for the entire first half. Um, I took two paracetamol at, at half time because it was a dose on me, right? But I swear to Jesus, if I had no dose, I still probably took, would have took the paracetamol. It was painful. At one stage, Marty Barry uh, had a bit of a shout out for some lad to go and uh, I moved the car. And it wasn't my car, but it was half fucking taking a going out to try and move it anyway. <laughs> it was shocking. <laughs> Plain and simple. Um, There's two Joe, later, school, man. You, you, were beside, you were beside me, Joe. Uh, am I a bit harsh or have I got this bang on for a change? No, it was, it was terrible football. Terrible. Um, yeah, you're, you're just describing it. Like, I mean, I was thinking back in the car and the way in and our way home, and like, let's, there's a couple of key moments in that game, too. Like, I, again, I don't like picking out players or whatever or mistakes, but probably you know, a lot of the scores, the key scores for Tin Ryland were gifts. And the goal, the, the key goal, the first goal was one that was a kick out gone astray. And, that got them back in the game. And only for the introduction of Paul Broderick. Like that's to me that that's the key to who the coup, the two key things. Um he kicked one three or one four. Um one three, one two from one three, you know. It was terrible to watch. Um I don't know. Uh we were looking at it there. We were on about possession. I you know, I don't know. I, I don't know where to start, lads, because Lads will go back and analyze it and say, oh, they pressed this and they pressed that. And they were given lateral balls here and they were doing this. It was horrendous to watch. Um, and if that's, I don't know. I, I, there was no, there was no, in the first half, I, um, I think Mullins Rangers maybe had eight shots at goal, five or six wides and three points. I think that maybe nine, eight shots in goal in the first half. Tin Ryland had, had the two, maybe three, did a two three free wide. Three the three, three yeah, uh, you know, it would have been four then if you included there was it in the boss, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, you know, I mean, you can press all you want and have all the ball you want, but you know, ultimately, you need scores to win. And when they put on Paul Broderick and John Murphy, made a big made a difference as well because he was going forward a lot in the second half. And to me, that was key. And then again, you can talk about pressure on the kickouts, but you know, on Fenlon, you know, in fairness to the chap, he didn't play that was his first. His senior debut, I think, this year in terms of uh, championship debut, and Dean Gren got injured, I think, in the warm up. And, um, you know, his kickouts just that one caught him. And I think he got caught then with another one or two as well, where Tin Ryland got scores off it. It wasn't anything that they necessarily did to press the kick out, it was just mistakes. And, um, but it was very poor to watch. There was nearly shouts of ole ole, you know, when the ball was being tossed across. Um, I don't know. I, it's hard to know what to say, like because uh, the first half definitely was very poor. I think when Tin Ryland upped the tempo in the second half, Grand, you know, they played some nice football. But if you know, I think if they come with that first half of football against Pal, I don't, I don't think it'll be good enough for them. And I think they'll know that themselves. I think they'll, they'll realize how poor it was. Hmm. We, we played a county final. We played a county final in 2003, and we drove the Blues four points each. And now I was playing. And I've no concept of like obviously Paul Donny reported in the Nationals next week and he you know said how he wanted to bowl. And um like it wasn't blanket defense, but that makes that may possibly even worse to run four <laughs> points all sausage score sausage score two of them from trees. You know, uh, but it was you know, that's it was also facing rain, wasn't it? What? It was also facing rain, I think. 
Yeah, and yeah. you know, um, it was eight scores in the game, and, and Sasha got two of the four half their scores uh, from freeze and semi finals. They're oddly because today, and I, I mean, you the thing about it is you weren't surprised this was going to happen, but just on the scale that happened, you were a bit surprised. Or, or I don't know. Can I, can I ask you for that statistic, Stevie? Because between the first half last night and the first half today, in 60 minutes of football, you have the overall amount of scores that you had before we came on air. I don't know if you still have in the hand. But one, it wasn't one four. Well, sorry, sorry, one seven. In 60 minutes of football between four teams in the semi-final. Now, look, to put balance on it, we probably should include the second half as well, right? So, like, Rangers got, what did Rangers get in the second half today? Three points. And Trailing Goss and Trailing Guster, they got to the two yeah, five, really right? Two five. Yeah. So if you couple that up with last night, maybe there's a little bit of an improvement there. Just to be fair and balanced, it would be remiss of us to, to maybe talk about the negative and not balancing the positive. But I made a call before the senior game today, Joe and Stevie, you were there beside me, and Navona scored five sixteen. And I said between the two teams today and the senior semi-final, there's not a hope we'll see five sixteen combined. And if you look at it. Two five and six points, seventeen in total, right? And five sixteen is what thirty one, so like barely even half, like you could say. Mm. It was it was bad. I don't want to be talking about this. I don't want to take that in the way. Tonight they're back in the final for the first time in eleven years, and fair yeah. play to them. It's not really an indictment on them. Well, it's just as a spectacle as a fan, you're disappointed with. I think that, yeah, I think, I think that's the big thing. You know, it's not. It's just that it was. Uh, Last night's game, while it was low scoring, was probably a different tempo than that, what we saw in that first game yeah. uh, today. Do you know what I mean? I, I just thought it was very poor. You know, there's no imagination, no trash, no whatever. I, I think it's better now, and again, not especially from Tin Island, but like they had a lot of ball and, and got nothing from it. I, I really do think, I mean, look, the, 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 it bears out Paul Broderick's introduction was a game changer. He saw up the second goal. Took on his man, you know, laid it off for Paddy Regan for the second goal. He scored the first goal. He, he got a mark or two free points from play. You know, I, I think without him, they didn't have the imagination up front. They didn't have that go-to person. And I think it did change their game plan when he when they brought him in. And I suppose too with John Murphy. I think John Murphy made a big impression, like I said, when he came in as well, um, carrying ball. Um, but I think if they hadn't, they were in trouble, as I say. But they made the right changes at the right time, and it pays off. And they are in the final, and you have to give them credit for that. Can I put something to you here, lads, right? Uh, when Carroll enjoyed a bit of success in 2017 and 2018, that was similar enough football that was played. And it's only now when we're seeing it within our own county with a club, I suppose, that we don't have any real connections to. Is this what it was like for everyone else coming to play us? I'm sure it was when, when Carroll were on it in 17 and 18. And similarly, similarly enough, like, do you think Ryan and Karen out? No. Uh, do you know what I mean? Like, is is that, is that a part in why, in why we're seeing kind of what we're seeing as well? I think Ryan? in fairness, though, in, in 17 18, I think Carlo were still top scorers in, in Division 4. In... in 18, they were. So they, yeah. they refined the attacking element of it in the league. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And in the championship, they scored 431, yeah. I think, in the first two games. So yeah. they, they went on and, and pushed on with that a little bit. And maybe Tim Ryan will do that next year as well. Who knows? Well, Stephen O'Mara came in actually the year after Porter, didn't he? To Carlo. Yeah. Yeah, and like they played, they played Kildare in, in the Bourne Cup in Carlo in um, Carlo IT and cracker of a game and they lost a couple of points and um, was that the league campaign before COVID or my was it the year before COVID or was it 
He came in uh, twenty twenty, yeah, the start of twenty twenty for the the couple of league yeah, games. So that would be the COVID year, so we didn't get the benefit of what you know. Yeah. He, he, his like we're looking at that. It looked like that day against the one cup game. No, it's a one off game. You can't call him that, but it looked to be a development from the poetry era, a bit more attack minded. I, I thought mm. on that day. No, I think. Mm. Yeah. But, you know, we didn't I, get to see it because the, the the league didn't kick off after it. I think was it or was yeah something uh, something like that. Look, I, I want to try in a bit of balance because it does seem like we're a bit heavy on the on the criticism a little bit, I suppose. So I want to kind of balance it up, and we touched on some positives. And Broderick's scores were delightful; they were absolutely delightful. Um, yeah. and and he's setting up his his turn of pace when setting off to set up Ken Ryland's second score. He looked to me like a fella who was carrying maybe almost two decades of hurt on behalf of Ken Ryland. The way he took off, and he had an extra few, I suppose, KMH in the legs. Nobody could get near him. You're talking about a lad is 35 or 36, and nobody can get near him the way he takes off and sets up the goal. There was a bit of purpose about that. I thought that was I thought that was really good. Areas to improve on. So rather than sounding harsh critical wise, but things that I think they could improve on, and things I was surprised uh about them in the first half in particular. Uh, and maybe they were surprised at the way Rangers set up. Rangers, when they didn't have the ball, they get the bodies back too. But for me, the way Tenorino play this year, that's something that should be familiar to them. They're obviously practicing on that in training. If that's the way they're going to set up in a match, then forwards have to learn how to get around it on a nightly basis in the field when they're training. And to me, they looked a little bit, and oh, Jesus, clueless is a harsh way of putting it, but out of ideas, I suppose, at times and how to get past that. And the other thing is when you have a C across a 45, Occasionally, there is men on the six-yard box, which Tin Ryland had. One of those was Shane Redmond. And there was no ball kind of popped in there. Even if it was a three-on-two, and that time it's no harm. Because if you're a Shane Redmond or an Eddie Byrne, you can generally win ball like that as well, that it won't even break down sometimes. So I just thought maybe that was those were areas that they probably can improve on if just say pal go and, and pack out things again. Like the whole thing they say is look in and out to see what's happening inside beyond the blanket. And if you're going over and back, do it at pace. And they did it quite slowly in the first half. That's probably where a lot of their frustration was and they couldn't penetrate. Second thing is, and this is in no way an indictment on poor Owen Fenling because I felt very sorry for him. But irrespective of who the player is, if if a subkeeper comes into a side and hasn't played, well, he came on as a blood sub the last inning, hasn't played a whole lot of football throughout the year, irrespective of who it is, irrespective of the club, I would think you should probably go after the kickout, right? Because the amount of game time played is limited. And Rangers were given the kickout, I suppose. Tyrone gave them the kickout for large portions of the game. I think if you look back at the clip, uh, Owen tries to pick out uh, Willie Hickey out on the right-hand side. So I don't even think there was a full-core press there. you know. So I thought maybe from that point of view, that wasn't something to top, but they won the game. So these things don't really matter now, I suppose. And the thing um, about Kevin, about... Uh, Tinreal now going in, they've Keen Lawler back as well. Mm. Uh, he came on, got good game time. If Broderick coming in now, he's going to start the next day, has to start. Like, it did work out well today. Really does, Davey. Do you think he'll start? I well, think he has. Yeah. He I, has I, I to think... start because look, he came in today at so Grant coming in after half time, three pints down, playing with the breeze. If there are six pints down next week at half time, he's coming in 20 minutes. I, I, I can't see him not starting. I, I you said to yourself to burst the pace he had. I, I was I was praying to God, and as a neutral of the match, they wasn't going to pull a hamstring or something. He was going that hard because with his with his, <laughs> his injury history. And that's the truth. Because yeah, I couldn't believe yeah. 
And I was actually, I don't know who went to get a tackle back in him. They couldn't actually catch him to pull him down, clearly. Mm. I couldn't believe it. And he's 30. The first time I seen Paul Bodrick was in a Division 4 final in 2004, kicking 45s at 18 years of age. And I was looking at this and waiting for something to happen here. Hamstring, something's going to go here. Ball ended up in the back of net. Paddy Regan panned into the back of net and scam over. And... Um, mm. I, I just think he gives him he gives him an option as well if they are going to play that patient ball and if they get their shooters on you know what I mean and, and like they did in the first half I don't think they had anyone to take on shots even I know that you might say about you know Rangers had a blanket defence back but they had no shooters there that no one who was confident enough to to you know that, you know in the first half to take on a shot. ball over in the far side where Willie Hickey that corner that's when Willie took it over in that corner there was a quarrel of yeah. dispositions over there on the stand side. So uh, you'd imagine he gave him something. He looked in good shape. I just think he gave him a different dynamic anyway. Um, the, thing, the thing to factor in here, Joe, um, and I'll bring Brain on this as well, right, is Ken Ryland are, it's highly unlikely, worst case scenario, that, that Ken Ryland will go in, we'll say, anywhere further than six points down next weekend, right? Highly unlikely that that would happen, just the way they set up, okay? Um, so but if, you, but if you look at, sorry, one second, Kevin, if you look at today, like Rangers had some very bad wides, right? There were three points up to no score. They had five wides. I mean, you put three more of them on the board, which is quite easily, quite possible. Yeah. That's yeah. six I take, the, I take away the first goal, not not, not happening. You know, you know what I mean? So, the uh, happened. But why yeah, did they get the wides? They're forced to shoot outside the range. That's well, why no, 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 so, no. Sometimes not only forced to shoot, sometimes it's poor, poor, poor shot selection. As we saw as well, you know what I mean. So that, uh, that's why I'd be thinking from, as well. from range outside the forty-five. No, but sometimes you can work a ball across to a lad. If a lad is shooting on the wrong side for wrong foot, yeah. you know what I mean. It, like it's not rocket science. Sometimes if there's a pass on inside, I know. but Rangers yeah. didn't do that inside the forty-five today. For, like no, many many those ways did you say? Would you say were were ones lads that you should have put that over? Plain and simple. No, no, no. I, I, I'm not saying the shot. I mean, you listen to me. I sent you, it was the wrong time to Sorry, shoot. teacher. Sorry, teacher. <laughs> yeah, but sure, if you listen to me, fine. I know, but uh, what I'm saying to you is you that... Cross uh, mine. It was a poor, <laughs> yeah, because because I was pointing out the fact that Tin Rayland could have gone in easily six points down at the break today. Yeah. Very okay, easily. Right. right. Pro probably had, you know, with a little bit more time, there was some of them, what we call bad ways. They weren't massively pressured. If you look back in the video, there was some very loose shooting in terms of, like, had Rangers took it on one more pass it wasn't that yeah. there was huge pressure. So they could possibly have been five or six points down. And I think that's the point, and I'd agree with Stevie there, that I think if Pal are in that position next week, um, and you have Shane O'Neill in the pocket there, you have even David Reid in the pocket, and if Tin Ryland sit back, they'll be, they, they will shoot, and they, they will be more accurate. So I think when Tin Ryland have their chance offensively, they'll need to have their shooters on the pitch in, in order to counter, the, or to counter that. And I think they'll need to have him on early. Okay. A couple of years ago, Kevin, the, the, okay. the, the relegation playoff up in Tullamore with the, the hurlers against Offaly. We went again the Gale Force wind, down to 14 men, 10 points down at half time. You're going to need goals. We've got two goals to start second half. Tinrail was similar today. They would have possibly needed a goal. Once they got the goal today, points would have done after that, possibly. You know, they weren't going chasing the goal once they got the one straight after half time. You know, you, you, the, as Joe says, these lads are shooting last night, like, uh, they will score, like David Reid, Shane O'Neill, these boys will score from them, that range better yeah. than Monster Rangers did today because they're more familiar yeah. with it. They're playing more yeah. football week in, week out. Yeah. If this they're is, given this, the this, chances. This, this point now, they're all good points, by the way. 
but it's actually gone away from the one I wanted to make. What I was going to say was, if there was six points in at a half time and Roderick was already on the pitch, who do you spring? Yeah, that's that's that's, that's, that's that what I was trying to say. Yeah, <laughs> if John Murphy does John Murphy start next day? Does Keen Lawler start? If they start, are the lads that have started that are, are being knocked to the bench the next day? Mm. What impact are they going to make coming off the bench? That's the thing. So that's that's probably yeah. the biggest factor that's that maybe Ryan has done last couple of weeks, isn't it? Rafael yeah. done the last couple of weeks. I worked um, last week, yesterday mightn't have. You know, it's and we're thin line. There's 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 one or two points going to win this. You know, yeah. uh, in in all in all probabilities, there's, and it's going there's a few to... things there, right? First thing is I can see. I always wondered why this is done online and not done in person, and now I know why <laughs> because two you would end up boxing. Uh, the second <laughs> thing is. The second thing is, um, and I, I'm, 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 an absolute, I'm an absolute fraud and maybe uh, don't deserve to be on the podcast because uh, I didn't even go into the game today, uh, such was I just cut the grass instead. Um, so, uh, but in fairness to Tin Ireland, they've had teams play football against them this year, they've had teams play defensive against them this year, um, and every single challenge that's been put in front of them. They've played to whatever their strengths are on the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and what would have been suicide today for to Ireland would have been to go out and say, uh, well, look, to, uh, Rangers maybe aren't the biggest football and say, we're footballers, let's go man-to-man and take them on because I guarantee you, Rangers would have scored three or four goals and um, next thing you'd be out of a championship. Um, Stevie's point is right, though. Uh, like Shane, uh, Two of Shane O'Neill's points last night maybe one more so than the other if you're a defender you probably go like go ahead try it from there because you're on the left left stand side left footer too much work to do and he's like the horse starts it over the bar like you know um so just to finish sorry. it right just to finish um pal um Rangers beat Pal, um, and you would say Pal like with the pace Pal have, etc., etc. Pal um, Rangers, you mean? Yeah. Or Pal Rangers? Sorry, sorry. Um, and the point being that um, Pal will play. I think anyway, Pal will play football next week, and they don't seem to be have any consideration of um, dropping too many men back. And with the pace they have up front, why would they? Um, but Tin Ryden seem to be. Like just they've won every game they've played, uh, and the, the, like the the box clever, and sometimes if that's what chefs do to win, um, you, you can't take anything away from them, like you know. You look at like look at like this. They con- yeah, they only conceded. Look, positives in Ireland. They conceded no goal. They conceded six points. Um, right, they didn't play well. They're in a final, and I'd agree hundred percent with you. Like that's look, you give, and we're we'll talking to Niall Lowry and lads like that. You give them start of the year and say, look, you're going to win. You're going to sorry, you're going to. Get to the county final, you're going to be, you know, will you take it? Absolutely, you know what I mean. And did like next week takes on a whole life of its own. I do, like I said, that would be my only worry. I, I think Pal are able to screen as well. You know, they're, they're they are like we said, we saw Raffili yes last night. You know, it was a slightly maybe a more open game, but they are able to defend as well. And I just would be on what I saw today. I just would be. I, I would say, like, you've Kieran Moore in there as well for Pal, you know, a long-range shooter. I know he a couple of wades last night. I just would be worried if Tin Ryland, um, you know, Pal will shoot from distance and they have the shooters to punish them. 
which is fine. There's no problem there. Like, that's fine. I just think Tin Ryland will need to have their shooters on, you know, for as much as the match as possible. They are going to get a lot of possession like they did today, but they need to have a couple of shooters on there to, to finish those chances, you know, early doors. Do you know what I mean? No, I think no Tin Ryland player, no Tin Ryland forward today, kick the ball over the bar. What? No starting forward, kick the ball over the bar. What? Paddy Regan got a goal, Pam goal, Paul Brodrick got one four. Sorry, one one three. Jimmy Walsh got a point. He's wearing nine, might be playing the forwards. Danny Moore got the other point. Hmm. Yeah, I think I think that is the biggest argument this week, lads, if you're into Ireland. Do you start Brodrick or do you not start Brodrick? It is it's a big, big talking point. When it's all said, I'm saying that I wouldn't say too many got well. shots off. Mm. Connor Brennan. Yeah. Uh I don't know about Cormac Walsh. Did Cormac Walsh get one? Who shook the post in the first half? Was it Cormac Walsh? Yeah. Sorry. Brian, uh, it's, a, it's a pretty good comparison to make uh, with regards to Gary Dempsey because uh, yeah. I know Willie Quinlan said it on the radio last night and a few others said, uh, why why didn't he start? Okay. Um, and then I suppose if he starts and it doesn't work out and he's gone off, I don't know. Like, you know, it's a similar situation. Next again, that's an island face. Joe and Steve, you're very much in the camp of stardom. Uh, would you start him? Broderick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. It's not an easy one. I don't think it's straightforward. Who, yeah. who did he take off? Yeah. Who, did, who gets the drop? Well, look, I, I think, look at another way. Look at another way, maybe. Look. You know, they had their start, they, they brought in, um, we mentioned Keen Lawler, we, we mentioned uh, Paul Broderick and um, I'm trying to think, John Murphy. You know, all three, the good thing from Tin Ryan's point of view, right, the lads who were, who were starting had, had run their race, as they say. But there's those three... Start, Daniel, the moral, there's a moral certainty one of them is starting, if not two. But um, my point is that it's a good sign for Tin Ryland as a panel that they brought, you know, that they had three very effective players coming in off the bench to make a big impact in my eyes. They got on a lot of ball. Mm. That's a big positive for them as well. There's panel there. Yeah. There's a panel there. There's a strength and depth. Um, you know, and, and I know I, I get the argument as well. Like, do you hold off? Do you kind of time when you introduce your subs to give you the lift? Sometimes lads would say you finish with a stronger team. You know, so not stronger team than you start, but you finish as strong as you're starting sort of thing. So you have something left, a bit of a kick. Um I suppose the only thing is, you know, it's 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 they're the fine moments, aren't they? Like, you know, next week, I mean, you know, it's just when to bring in someone. When when is the game gone beyond, you know, gone beyond the the, the comeback? If you get me, and that, that's going to be the fine line to balance next week. I don't, I don't think I'd start him. Um, I don't think I either. No, based on the fact that, uh, to Ryan and Pal, like that'll be. Relatively evenly matched, I would think. Um, and if if it's like, what a suit to be able to bring on if the game is in the balance with twenty minutes ago or even a half time. I um, like. I suppose the problem is if you if you um, is a great option to have, regardless of the scenario that breaks out in front of you. Whereas if you start him and he's to come off, there's a psychological boost to uh to, to, to pattern. Yeah. You know? So um, yeah. Same with Pal. Pal have Tomas Kenny, to have yeah. Carl O'Neill coming in. You know, the lads like that coming in made a big impact last night. Carl O'Neill got a point. Um, trying to think of a couple of other Pal subs. I'd agree with you. It's 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 getting that balance. What's that? 
Andrew Kyo come on near the end of it. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's getting that balance, isn't it? Like um they're serious you know, operators you're bringing in as well, like do you know? And they're, they're so quick, it's like it's frightening. Most teams have maybe one or two lads that are quick, and the pace pal have is absolutely fucking frightening, like. Yeah, um, that's that's the whole all of it, and that's why I think that's why I think they probably won't start uh Mr. Roderick. And I'll finish on that because I've been spending a lot of time talking about it, obviously. <laughs> but I genuinely don't think there'll be a whole lot. Like just say if Thailand going six points up. Or if uh, Paul going six points up, Tin Ryland, I don't think are panicking at that point. I I think they believe in the second half they can go and push on. But equally, Paul will look at it from that point of view and mm-hmm. say, "Well, we we have afterburners, we have pace here now, so we're going after them." And the one thing Paul have that maybe Rangers didn't have or did have and didn't do today is the ability to like if Tin Ryland put the ball dead when on the attack, they are actually quite open because they do commit a lot, a lot of men forward. Shane Revan said as much when he's on the podcast and it was uh, it was evident there today. And Pal will have the speed to punish that, right? Mm-hmm. So that's probably Tin Ryland's biggest fear. Um, do they go and commit as many men forward then? Um, you know, it's... Yeah, it's, it's intriguing, isn't intriguing. It? Yeah. I, I, You'd be hoping, look, I know what next week is about winning too, you know what I mean? You'd be hoping. But it's I, I'd say there's going to be a bit of a higher tempo to it. Um, I, I, I think... I think Pal will want a higher tempo game. I think to suit their game plan. I think Tinryland are, as we've seen all year, are very patient, very patient today. Um, you know, and and you know, with time their strike, as I said, I think Pal will want that higher tempo game, you know, from the start to try to try, you know, try kind of impose their style a little bit on it. Um Tinryland, though, defensively were very good. Like, you know, they were let, let's let's be honest, like, right, we mightn't, you know, it mightn't have been a cracker of a game, but Defensively, they are very, very strong, and uh, it's going to be a kind of a contrast to two styles at, at times. I'd say next week, but you'd be hoping you know that uh, hoping the game of football is you. I, I hope it's I hope it's a spectacle worthy of a county final, and I, I I'd be hoping it is. Like you know, do you know what's sick in my hole? Uh, leaving Netwatch Golden Park last night and saying Asher look lads two six would never win you a semi final, and less than twenty four hours later two five <laughs> wins your fucking semi final. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what also sickened you, uh, Brian? Uh, I, 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 I know uh lad had a tenner on it at uh, six and a half to one to, for it to be a draw. And in the second half, he got quite value for money on it. That's none of us in particular. That's the size of it. Um, I suppose we better move on to the intermediate and, and junior lads. Uh, but such was the amount of talking points with, with those two games, I suppose, that were four to three minutes in. And we're only turning our attention to intermediate now, which which also has uh, plenty of talking points. Um, so obviously we, we covered both intermediate semi-finals. And again, thanks to John Stevie for uh, jumping in on commentary both today and last night in particular as well, when I wasn't able to get there myself. And um Navon and Kilbride after the first few minutes looked like it was gonna take up a, a familiar, I suppose, pass with, with being a, a dog of the fair and a close one. Navon just stepped it up and were absolutely phenomenal. Finishing with Italia 516. Three wide, Stevie, was it in the end? Yeah, one and two. Uh Ross Smithers could have been a goal or point and was neither. Martin Clowry's probably less said about the two of them, but he played well and he came in too, like and Martin he was uh, he was on the county minor team to got to Leinster final, I think, was he? Yeah. yeah. You know, they have they have footballers, you know, that think that just because they're a hurling hurling uh mad club that the footballers, you know, a bit like twenty one scores. Twenty one scores and twenty four attempts. 
in a semi-final of a championship is serious going. Mm. Yeah, and they had all, all the starting six forwards score from play, two backs score from play, two midfielders work like two dogs, Diego Dunn and, and Kieran Abbey, and right mix, okay, Kilbride, you know, that just a little bit of rub of the green at the start of the game, just didn't get that goal there when good save from Andy O'Brien from Harry um, Nolan, but uh, but just another local derby next next weekend. Uh, I said Burnside won't have there'll be a fair <laughs> atmosphere in that for the week and a, a, a good cop bad cop atmosphere in the next Monday or I'll probably choose that's a there won't so, be a hydraulic one made for <laughs> <laughs> in, in fairness in fairness to myself they played some fantastic football jeez they mixed it up so well um Short ball, carrying it, their pace. I'm just thinking there, like Owen Hosey, Diego Dunn, Kieran Abbey, Scott Tracy, Ross Smithers, Kyle Tracy just carried so much ball at pace. Then, I mean, their kick passing was immense. Uh, Adam Kenny took his scores. John Mike and Lowell was such a target. You know, they could go long. Um, I was very impressed with them, really, really impressed. In fairness, Kilbride, you know, didn't get the, when when the game was in the melting pot, Michael got a, you know, a little bit of luck for, you know, Monty a little bit of luck, but you know, half of a ball from one goal, and it kind of opened up the gap. And once the gap was there, Kilbride had to chase, and that's not the game they like playing. It's not the game, you know, it's not the game that would have suited their suited their team. Um, but and Nevo and Michel were just immense. I thought they played some savage football, and the scores they kicked were were brilliant, long and short, and the goals they took were were excellent too. Um, it was probably them coming, you know, their their best game. Um. Their second win in it, like the bet Grange by a point last week, and uh, then to get this win as well comprehensively over Kilbride, um, you know, puts them in good shape for the final, you know. Um, my sure one, one of the few clubs like they have won a minor and under 21, what a lot of clubs haven't got. And John Michael Nolan, I don't know who else is his age bracket, like he almost single handedly won a minor on his own. Like that's that's a fair achievement in Carlow. You're talking about the Ducks Lakes against their all perennial winners in the minor. And the one in under twenty one, I think they beat Michael Davidson won a couple of years after that. Yeah. And uh, you know, to have that background, as I said it might be John Michael that age group, I haven't I'm not sure the rest of the age profile in the team. Um so lads that want to get over their head, like just the same on Instagram, their footballers just don't concentrate on that much. And and, and the more familiar their the trend is with the with the big ball, it's going to get better. But look, I I'd say like Kilbride will be disappointed with what, what way it ended up today and um they're still going, they can like it'll be a different kettle of fish next week. Yeah, if there was a I suppose spirit of the championship award or something like that, you'd be given to Kilbride. Um we did mention on air earlier just that the fact that there's so many lads there that you would say there's younger people in Clare League nursing home and they're out there playing this year and doing serious like, for sure it's true, like. <laughs> like they were barely scraping the team together. Colin O'Toole taught me himself he, he went in and got the job because nobody else will take it. Like and the way they approached the game this year, James Foley was on the podcast, probably oh Jesus, like some some of the, the one liners he came out with. But what they did, and again I want to give it a, a mention, I know we said it in the broadcast earlier. Well, like Joe Waters, like that man is amazing. The battles that he has faced on a personal level, and to be out there today and putting in the performance that he did, like he kept going just Kilbride this year, have to say hats off. Unbelievable stuff. Well done, well done, Kilbride. What a what a ponytail Joe Waters has as well, actually. That's definitely haircut of the year, too. So Kilbride are getting all the awards. Unfortunately, it won't be an intermediate championship, but uh 
talk about uh, the spirit of the game and playing it was do you know what I mean? Approach it the right yeah. way and enjoyed it and all. Fair play. Second semi final, Fennec eleven twenty goal, one nine to eleven, Fennec prevail. Um it was probably always going to be a close issue enough encounter lads. You watch this too, or these you two watch this, I should say. And um what what kind of won it in the end? A little bit of luck with the with the goal? A little bit of luck. Um probably yeah. I mean Kill Devon probably had three goal chances. Um, decent enough ones, um, especially start of the game. Uh, a loose kick out presented Joe Roberts with a with a shot, and I think he only two shots and goal in, in the game, and he hit the post with both of them. One for a goal, and one for a point and a free. Um, and Fenna, you know, Fenna kind of gathered momentum from that. Um, and Fenna's goal then a little once they slice the look, I suppose we said but on air, good forward play, ball came down off the post, and Dylan Bradley was in hand to to snap it home. Um, but like Michael Murphy's freeze, I think he may hit six or seven freeze. I think he, uh, Stevie, you, you probably have the details. He hit there. six, uh, four. Um, he got one from play, he had, he had yeah. four freeze, a 45, and a 45 that wasn't a 45, as in a free <laughs> from the 45. Yeah, he was, he was, he was excellent. From he was excellent, I think he hit one wide, uh, from the freeze. And you know, you do need a good free taker. Um, it was scrappy. Um, like we thought at one stage, I think it was one four to a point to Fenna. You opened up a nice lead, and you're probably saying there, look, this is not the game Kildavan want to do, want to play. They don't, you know, they don't want to chase the game. They want to keep it nice and tight. But they dug really, really hard. Um, hit a few great scores. Owen Roberts, I think, hit four points over the hour. Um, he was excellent. Wearing number eleven, um, kept him in. Again, we're talking about older players. Uh, John Kerwin, immense. I thought had a great game. I thought, um. You know, for Kilavin as well, you know, just little things, just little things, you know, even near the end, they had a couple of chances maybe to equalize, you know, um, and just, you know, the wrong, maybe the wrong shot selection or, you know, got got ponderous on, on the ball. But saying that then, look, Fenna had a goal chance or two that um, probably could have sealed the game as well. But um, very, very nervous, very tight game. Um, how your man, the, the, the very last chance, um, how your man didn't square it. I uh, can't remember who it was. was it, Party Kynes or someone was running through. Uh, could have been Jack Tracy, maybe Sean Murphy was coming through with the ball at that time. The very last play. Standing completely on his own, pop it across to him. And now, I mean, the game was practically over. Uh, so, anyway, yeah. a, a wide is as good as a score near that stage, but uh, um, sort of thing you, you couldn't. And for the, the I seen the last whatever 10 15 minutes of it, and it was the most tense, like every single decision, Brian Deer and Blue was contested. Uh, and you could say that about any game, but particularly like every time a fellow went down to cut the ball, he was accused of touching the hand on the ground. Every time a lad um, put a hand in near a fellow at all, there was lads looking for red cards. Like it was, it was so tense. Um, and and the fair juice to Fenne. Um, and it's it's amazing how, how many of the Fenne boys are hurling about and killing. Oh God, I'll have to go through it. Dion uh, Wall, Parry Parry, Joe, Joe, Jamie would have hurled, um, Cormac Lomax, Jack Tracy. About five of them. We thought Cormac yeah. Lomax didn't play last night. Connor Tracy, about five or six. Yeah. Um, uh, the uh, games then next weekend, lads. Uh, just actually, Brian, sorry, before I go to that, I was trying to go through Twitter there to see what was going on. Uh, between Rafili and Aska, you don't, you don't have any update on that by any chance. I'll get you on, give me two seconds. Yeah, send off a little WhatsApp there while you're leaving there if, if, if you can manage it. Uh, I thought you'd be talked out yourself, actually. It's mad that you're here with us at all. But, uh, no, I haven't. I haven't talked uh, out. 
The Junior A as well, Kev. Lachlan Bridge, your own club, and uh, Tom Moore. I suppose Tom yep. Moore being championship favourites starting off in the mm -hmm. final. Yep, absolutely. Uh, firstly, didn't didn't get there Friday. It's, it's funny actually. I was I was away for the night. Obviously, first first wedding anniversary, and I thought Brainway wouldn't be there. And Brain was like, "I'm sure she'll understand." <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, we, we picked the battles, but we're sitting inside having a bite tea anyway, and keeping an eye on the Twitter machine and a few texts coming through. And four points up, Lockton Bridge were three minutes into injury time, and you're thinking, "Oh, look, surely now, surely this is enough." And next thing, you see it full time, and it was one seven apiece. And I, I just let this. A merciful expletive and people look around left right center and you're just like sorry <laughs> said that said that a bit loud and uh i was waiting for her to say uh, he gets like this sometimes but um anyway the what do you call it we were i'd say dessert number two was 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 gone uh and that's her dessert as well as mine again extra time was over and such a i suppose you know you'd, you'd be so happy for Doctor bridge because the club has gone through a bit of hardship down through the years. Um, we would have took some big, big baitings. We went a few years without winning the championship game at all. Um, I think maybe in 2015 or 2016, was it the first time they won a championship game for three years or something like that? And then to win three, three championship games two years ago in 2020 and to get straight into a semi-final was, was serious progress. They've got to the semi-final three years in a row. Very good young side, uh, very positive. And obviously delighted, and I'm saying this an element of bias, but you know, when you've been through a period like that and you get back into a county final, irrespective of how it goes, it gives a big, big lift. Um, Clomore, yeah, 211 to 1-8 is how that finished um, after extra time. Clomore beat Tenoyle by five points, and again, not to sound condescending, but Tenoyle didn't score against them in the group stages, and they gave them a right good go of it, like, when it, when it came to it in the end. Uh, not that it'll be any consolation to them, but Clomore, as expected, are are into the final. Now, this is a real head versus heart thing, and we might give a prediction on the intermediate final as well, but I said Clamore started the year, but I was thinking a little bit more about this over the last couple of days, and I'm thinking back through finals that uh, both teams have been in, and there's a few local lads actually have a championship medals, a good few of them, um, from, uh, from underage finals and things like that. And... Uh, Clomore contested a, a good few finals down through the years, in the, in the last decade in particular. But on a good few occasions, they haven't actually got over the line. And I'm just wondering, does that make it a little bit closer than what some people think in terms of, you know, people were saying, oh, Clomore win that handy. This is a big contest, lads. This is a county final. And there's going to be a, a certain deal of pressure that comes with that. And I, I think I think Lockton Bridge have actually got a great chance now. Yes, I sound blinkered. I think they've honestly got a really good chance. But I'm going to bring you on it, just to, I suppose, take the blinkers off a little bit. Stevie, you're very much in the know. You have relations playing for Lockyer Bridge, so um, oh, you, might, you, might, you might be slightly, I think you do, or maybe in-laws or something like that. Anyway. Ah, yeah. but, no, um, I thought we'd get the game the other night, before my hurling game was changed to, to Friday night, and I ended up, I, didn't even get, I was driving back to a locking actually, I had to stop John Miley and ask him how the locking on. He says, gone to extra time. Uh, I hadn't even a clue and I forgot about it. We were in an extra time battle ourselves and we got through it. But um, yeah, like, uh, and I said it last week, I said it probably a little couple of months ago when the two boys were in with the county. They have to bring back, come back and be leaders. They've been leaders. They're in a the final now. <laughs> in a final, you have to win the final when you're in it. And um, I think they only got 1 1 from play the other night. That's, there's two reasons behind that. Like, you're being fouled for the freeze as well. So, like, it, you can often see. 
the joiner the final last year uh grange got enough for off Locksonbridge in this in the semi-final um go over that and they hated the warning and they put tin Ryland to you know over it fairly early on and, and that was a first team against the second team and the fact it's a first team against a first team has to you know i know it can more beat them well in the first round below in Locklinbridge and um look they'll be coming in there as you say to have they will have a bit of um the momentum now because you know the couple of knockout games they've won and uh, the pressure's all in Clonmore, uh, as we all picked them at the start of the championship, I suppose, is to stand out. And, uh, you know, so far they've done what they've had to. Tinrail, of course, look, they, they put it up to them the other night, they can, and uh, a couple of goals that, that Clonmore, the one said, were handed them, but the, there were, there were uh, goals that, you know, they the, the took willingly. And, you know, you, you still, Clonmore will go in favourites, but. You know, I was just talking to actually Keen Brennan today, the finish he had for the second goal. And I was saying, what was going on there? Because it was a cracker of a finish, like, and, and he, he, uh, it looked like it took a deflection. I thought when I seen it first off of the, the backside of one of the ballon lads, it was actually a brilliant finish. And that was the, the clincher. And in fairness, the, the Shaw Great, um, Hart, after being four points up, um, by all accounts, by anyone who was at the match, just nearly left behind him. To give away the four point lead without an extra time and go over the line. So I wouldn't say 50 50, I'd say Clamore still favourites, but it'll be interesting to see how it goes. And uh, you know, best luck to Lockham Ridge from our, uh, as last said, from across the Melling Road up here. Um, just want to give a shout out to Banderana as well. Uh, on Sunday, the 9th of October, they have the, the grid day up in, up in their field there. 10,000 of a prize, I think, for. The winner, second, third is five grand or something like that. It's 50 quid for a grid. So you can check out their Facebook page or contact one of the players to get yourselves. It's uh, some idea for a fundraiser, in fairness. Yeah, yeah, it just seems like, to be great. Uptake on it as well. Like, and it's it's like it's more or less the same idea as selling tickets for a draw, but dropping the ball out of a helicopter is fucking class. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe they'll start the county final like that next weekend for a bit of yeah okay <laughs> predictions on the we'll get predictions for the whole lot, i suppose um predictions on junior so stevie is it more for you yeah on junior eight i'm going to be eight in lachlan if i don't go for lachlan bridge so i'm going to have to go for lachlan bridge on on that regard because it'll be said to me 40 times during the week um uh seriously though i look i i they're coming in under as i said a big conference going to a county final um look they need a bit bigger spread of scores up front that's just the thing they're going to need um more than one one from play unless it's going to be a you know one two one, one. Yeah. What? you Lord, know I, and yeah. i know Talmore are missing i think uh shane mcgraw is missing the last day whether he's back for the final or not um i picked Talmore to start the season I, i'm not going to go away from but i, I wish as i said i wish our neighbors the best of luck and we'll be looking to get over the line yep I'm going Lockley Bridge, obviously. <laughs> Joe? I'd probably go with Clamore. Yeah. Brian? Uh, Clamore. Um, yeah. And uh, Aska beat Raffili by five points. Aska beat Raffili by five. Thanks a million for that. So Aska and Seth Mullins in the uh, Junior B Football Championship Final. Just to remind people, four o'clock on Saturday is the Junior A Final in that what's called in part between Lockley Bridge and Clamore. Six o'clock then is Intermediate Football Final between Fenna and Avon. Then on Sunday, the Junior B final is on before the Senior final. That's St. Mullins uh, versus Aska. And obviously the Senior final is Pal and Tin Ryland. 
Um, that's an interesting one. The junior B final on before the, the senior one. But anyway, uh, I'll keep on the prediction front. Uh, I'll, I'll go back to, to junior B actually there. So I have heard a lot about, I don't even know what his name is, right? But there's a lad to ask her after getting, I think he works in the Dolman. I think he might be in college in, um, in what do you call it? In Carroll IT. And he's supposed to be lethal, clocking up a heap of scores. I don't know what his name is. If anyone is listening or looking, maybe he'll inform me of what the name is. Um, I've seen Askip now, O'Loughlin in the practice now a couple of months ago. And I, I was very impressed with him. O'Loughlin, that was yeah. O'Loughlin's junior team, regard that. But uh, I thought they were decent. Mm. Now, I don't know who your man is now. I didn't, I don't know whether he was playing that night. I didn't know any lad in particular. But I thought no, they, were, they, were, they were very, very um, organised. And yeah, going were, forward, I thought they were, they were decent. They put up yeah. a good score against us in the league as well. I actually happened to be playing the same evening in, in, in uh, the Prez. They put up a good score against us. Uh, you've young John Dwyer, you have a couple of Doorleys there, very good in the forward line. Connor Byrne was playing, you know. Yeah, missing, the Doorleys were missing against all Auckland, I think, even that night. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, the, 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 even against us in the league, they were missing seven or eight that night and they put up a good score. But sure, look, it's good for it'll be good for whoever wins, in fairness, like because you have obviously you'd like to see you know football building again in St. Mullins, which is great. And then obviously Aska, their first team, and you know, really putting a savage effort into football in the in the in the town there. Their minors going well, underage, they're fielding two teams at some grades as well. They're really putting serious work into the club, and it would give them a huge lift to go up the next grade, you know what I mean, and build build on it again. So look, whoever whoever wins that one, it's uh it's gonna be a big thing for the club. All right, you want to ask a job? Um, I probably will probably go for Aska. I think maybe they're a little bit of maybe extra football experience might get them across the line. Yeah, Stevie. I go to Aska. I went for affiliate to start of this campaign only because I had seen the week before in the Division Four final, and obviously they're going now the team to beat him. I'll go with them. Okay, Brian. In the words of Michal Amara Hurtig, Askevisa Mullins, neither a football and stronghold. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to go St. Mullins. Um, m- much more used to competing in finals, say, by that play hurling and stuff. Uh, yeah, go St. Mullins. Yeah, I'm going St. Mullins as well. Intermediate final. Um, I said, I said Fenn at the start of the year. I'm getting a little bit itchy now after seeing Navon today. Um... I'm going to go on Nave Owen. Brian. Can you come back to me? Okay, I will. Okay, right. Very <laughs> Can you come back to me? Um, yeah, I went with Fennett at the start of the year and going to stick with Fennett because I went with him both. Uh, here comes if, if Sanan's pots and pans, boats. Um, <laughs> depends which like Fennett defending the first 20 minutes last night need to show up for at least 40 minutes tomorrow night like that I, I think uh, look very good first 20 minutes fairly ordinary after that look you can go with the, the caveat that the, the you know the Michael, or sorry the Kildavin and these boys had an extra game last week as well uh, John Michael Nolan full forward that's going to be, I think, if if, if he's utilised by Navon and I get runners off the shoulder like the two base midfield are coming in there, but they're going to put again a physical, the physicality of the likes of uh, Chu Chu and Parry kinds of they're going to go forward for Fenna. But then again, they're going to be meeting at the start of the game. Philip Smithers and John John Michael were starting midfield, and then we stay there for a while. Stick with Fenna, but uh, they'll have to play better than they did yesterday evening to to pull it off. 
Joe? Uh, I'm obviously um, say a bit a little bit biased here. I'm going to go with Fenna. Um, but by God, they're going to have to play a lot better. I think Cormac Lummox, if he's available and fit, will make a big difference to Fenna's style of play. Um, he really is a link man for them, uh, but they'll need to up their game, really. Um, the tempo of the game as well, like, you know, it's hard, like, it's hard to know. I would have said, geez, uh, looking at it after or before today's match, you know, has there, was there a high tempo and kind of an open game that Fenner give any team at any grade a, a, a good game? But looking at how Michel opened up there today when, when they're at full flight, um, it may be think twice. I just think maybe Fenner might just get over the line. I, I just think it's going to be a cracking game. Um, I think Fenner, in one way, look, maybe the game, the semi final last night was good for them. They, they struggled, you know, Kill 11, 20 goal were very good um, and, and, and played to a good style. And, and maybe Fenner might need that, you know, maybe it was today, maybe a little bit of a walk in the park or maybe a little bit easy on Michel. And, and, you know, does it set them up? Maybe not such a good stead for the final. I don't know. But they were very impressive today. I'm just going to stick with Fenner. Um, but it's it's not as clear cut as I thought it'd be maybe at the start of the year. Right. Brian, I'm back here. Probably go with Nave Owen. Um I haven't seen them play or anything, so it's unfair. Um I remember a rift under twenty one match between Fenna and Navon in Ballon. Under twenty one's semi final, I think it was. And Jay's I called absolute murder. Uh but Michael won it that day. Um, <laughs> um What did you do? Oh actually I actually had a great game. I I, I um <laughs> I I, I, referred, I I was only nineteen. Um, referenced under twenty one, and younger the players were playing. Yeah, uh, like Frank Murphy. I remember thinking he was the biggest man I'd ever seen in my life, and like running passion. But um, what was I going to say? I, I, I didn't do much wrong. There was a, there was a contested line ball, uh, and John Smithers put the flag about five seconds after the crowd shouted for it, and I didn't know what was. I couldn't see it, and I just waved play on. And the Fenner crowd went ballistic at me. Um, I remember Dewey actually, I think he called me a fucking bollock or something. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Fairness, Dewey was out in the rain last night as well. He was getting, he was, he was turning tackles in the sideline last night as well. So, and then one, one of my one of my closest friends in school, uh, Kieran Smithers from Tullo, but he played played Harlem with uh, Navon. He was playing corner forward, and he went down looking for a penalty near the end of the game. Uh, and I didn't give that, and Michael went cracked at that. So um, I kind of pissed off the two teams uh, equally. And I remember walking off afterwards, and, and Marty Barry, who was in charge of the referees at the time, said, uh, "Jay, you did a great job on that. You you start getting senior games now." And I'd say if either team had heard that at the time, would have said, <laughs> um, and actually another funny story. So I sent out three texts trying to find out the score in the Raffili Asa game. Right, mm-hmm. the first text I got back was Raffili lost by five. Second text I got back was Rafili lost by six, and the third text I got was the final score was one nine to six. So three different scores from three different people. The only absolute fact is Rafili didn't win, but no one, <laughs> no one knows what the score was. Yeah, well that's good. That's good for one. Yeah. So, um, just on the topic of, of referees, this this is disappointing. But I was trawling through um Twitter there just because uh, the message is not going through the interface, and I stumbled across an article. Unfortunately, abuse of match officials. Appears to have reared its ugly head again today. Uh, Wexford GA released a statement saying they're aware of an incident involving match officials during a junior football match today. 
Uh, Wexford GA said they're disappointed that such an incident arose and strongly condemns any threatening or abusive behaviour towards match officials of any kind. Like to wish the officials involved in the incident a speedy recovery and their CCC are commencing a full investigation into the incident and Wexford GA will support and guard the Shikana in their inquiries also. Jesus, we're seeing a little bit too much of it, lads. Like it's it's hard enough to get referees, and as much as they piss us off, you don't like to see that. Plain and simple. Whatever's going on, I don't know the full facts of it, but a few times now over the last few months we've seen incidents, and you know it's not nice. Anyway, um, I'm just going to move on to the senior then, and we get a prediction on that. I want to do a quick uh, roundup on all things Camogie as well. So, who wins the senior football championship final, and why? Um, I start with you, Brian. I don't know. Um, I'm not coming back to this time. Yeah, about 30 okay. seconds. Yeah, <laughs> who wins it? All right. Um, I'm going to go with Tonight um based on the fact that they've been able to weather each storm and they've, they've played five different or four different games of football now. Uh, between the like playing team that's playing defensive as well, playing team that's coming at them with football, playing team that's totally unorthodox. They seem to be well capable of doing the homework. Um, they have match winners like Broderick. If the only caveat to that is with the pace Pal have up front, um, they have the pace and the, and the intelligence to get around um, a defensive setup. So, it just depends. But I, I give to right in the nod. Right, Joe. Oh Jesus! Um, <laughs> I'm going to sit in defence. I'm going to go. It's going to be a draw next weekend. <laughs> Um, I actually don't. I don't know. Um, as in, I suppose. I just think that maybe the little sp- spread of extra scores might just shade it for Pal. But then saying that, look, can Ireland have the magic that Paul Broderick produced today? And I think someone said it there. You know, there's a lot of weight in his shoulders out there. And again, not making it about one player, but there's a lot of weight in his shoulders out there. Maybe for for years in terms of of um you know Tin Ryland and you know and, and things going things you know winning with Tin Ryland and so on and, and he really come up with the goods today and I think he could be due a big county final and it would be fitting for him too in fairness to give great service to Club and County. So you know uh, I'm just really I, I'm really divided. I know I, I'm friends with two lads there. We will be in a WhatsApp group together, one on each side of the fence. Uh, Neil Lowry, the boys won't mind me saying, Neil Lowry and, and Shane O'Neill, two lads who are so committed to their clubs and to football, you wouldn't believe it. Um, I, 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 and I can't really split them. And, and I know we, we, I know. I'm, maybe today I was kind of pulling my hair out at halftime, maybe wondering how, how can Tin Ryland win a game, you know, after that half of football, but they showed it in the second half. And they probably showed what they're capable of. I, I would just hope, I think, I, I just hope that both teams maybe show what they're capable of next weekend. If I was to call it and I have to call it, I, I think it'll be really, really, really tight. I, I think Pal might just have that extra forward or two to get them over the line. But I think it'll be a titanic battle and I think there'll be nothing in it. I don't think there'll be any more than a pint or two in it. steve uh, back, back to my earlier prediction in our WhatsApp group. I went for Tin Island, and uh, uh, I, I thought it horn. I just if if Palve eight, eight scores next week, they're going to win the game. That's a fact. And I don't think they will. Uh, I don't think you're going to have eight different scores against the the Tin Island setup. Um, 
don't know. I, I'm. I actually, I don't know what to say. I, I couldn't really sit in the fence with Joe and say it's going to be draw, but, um, I'm going to go with Palantine. I think. Um, what I said earlier at the very start of the show, Connor Crowley. I think could be the difference here if if um depending if they can pick holes in that tonight defence which is not going to be easy. Yeah. Uh and that that that's a fact. But uh and I said with tonight more or less range a goal, a goal in this game is going to be huge, huge, huge because if if Pal get one do Tenrail and have to come out then and play Tenrail and get one, see what happened today, like they know they just kicked on there when they got it. Um I'm just just going to go for Palantine on the Conor Crowley. I just think that he he, he can he can open up the defense if he if he if he just gets one chance he might might be the turn of the game. But I will say, and I don't know whether this is an option for Tinryland, is um Key Jackson. I don't know. He's been playing very well in the in the junior. Would the likes of him come off the bench there if things are not going well? Five of him is to go. He'd be a fair serious option there. On the edge of the square, I think uh, if if he has to be pointed or further out the field, even but uh, you know, I, yeah, I, I I'm going to go Palantine just for I, by a point, but I, I you know if if it's a Paul Brodrick on his day starts or whoever comes on to win it, uh, you know, it won't be anyone begrudging him that, and there's Danny Moore, and then there's more as like that, and you know, your Pal have been the county finals before, they know what it's all about. Uh, look, the Finland boys have him as well. But uh, some of like the pal boys know us like to win one. The Ireland don't at the moment, but uh, that could change. Five, five o'clock next Sunday evening. Well, go pal, but local derby, nineteen fifty and nineteen twenty. That's one one. I think pal won the last one in nineteen fifty. The Ireland won in nineteen twenty, and that's going to be a, a a tough parish for next week. And there's one one I'm going to break and rights after that. I'm going to go pal by a point, half a point. Right, I'm going to an island and that's it. Okay, I'm going to move on to the Komogi. Uh, so we're going to have another Michael and Neighbury Senior Komogi Championship final. Michael seeing off Ballon Killen yesterday and Neighbury seeing off Mount Leinster Rangers. I, Stevie, just uh, when when is that final? We're just uh, it's this day fortnight in Dr. Cullen Park or Netwatch Cullen Park. I- Someone said it's one and three, one o'clock. The juniors at one and the seniors at three. No, we're not that's not confirmed. The two juniors semi-finals were on today. No, I didn't get the results of them. They were Born Rangers and Kildavan, Monster Rangers and Michael. I didn't I didn't hear who won them. So that's the plan. I think three o'clock on the on the ninth. It's the same day as the Ballinarana um, ball drop. Yeah, I'm just going to check that there to see. Um, is there some results up? On the Carlo Camogie Twitter pages before we go off the air, uh, I don't see any tweets there with regards to junior semi finals, so I'm not too sure on that one. Uh, okay, that's where we have to leave it. Uh, thanks to Joel and Brian, they have departed our screens. Stevie, thanks a million to you as well. Uh, we're looking forward to next weekend, obviously, with the senior, uh, intermediate, junior A, junior B finals. And we do have enough for the match program. It's not exactly confirmed i was thinking thursday night maybe uh but possibly friday as well details to be finalized on that in the next 24 hours or so uh but just before we finish up a shout out to recovery hub and carol milano's take by Biden and seamus born electrical they'll be happy out in uh, tin Island 
this evening. Uh, Floodlights, very much at the forefront of Sam's Burn Electrical's partnership with us. Uh, Carpenters Bar Lounge and Restaurant, Ray Wheel and Limited, Precision Media Productions, The Barber's Barbershop, Fine Framers, JJ Services, and Scott's Bouncing Castle. Stevie, thanks a million. Pleasure as always. And thanks to the viewers and listeners as well who have joined us here this evening. And as I said, we'll announce the up for the match. Details in the next 24 hours. Chat to you later on during the week.